Let's talk about underwear. Mack Weldon underwear. It is definitely better than whatever you're currently wearing unless you're wearing Mack Weldon underwear. Uh, in addition to looking and feeling great, all Mack Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities, so they work hard, too. Uh, they even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. That means they eliminate odor. Stink no more. All that, and they are shipped directly to your door. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it. They'll still refund you. They're stand-up people. No questions asked. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code HOMO. Homophiliacs. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Dave, Matt, how are you? I'm good. Uh, you were telling me something really exciting uh, just before we started. I mean... You've got a really exciting uh, plan coming up? I do. In, in fact, by the time this drops, it will already have happened. My life will be completely different. Wow. I will have an all-new point of view, and at least on life, uh, because I'm going to see Dua Lipa on Thursday night. That's so exciting. I have not been this excited for a pop concert, I'm going to say since Robin. Uh, oh, that's since a the big one. innumerable times that I have seen Robin live, um, and yeah, I mean she is she is a you know a young pop dynamo. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be. I think there are going to be a lot of L.A. basics in attendance. I think I'm going to sure. I'm going to go. I'm going to fully Diane Fossey it and just kind of you know I hope to get a perch. Uh-huh. I hope to get you know. Like oh a, yeah, you you the palladium, You want to be up on the upper level and look down. I guess I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I really want to just. I want to watch the kids yeah. in their natural habitat and see how they interact. What now? At, uh, what does Dave Holmes do at a this this venue you're going to is a standing only place. It is, and uh, if you're a little bit removed from it, that helps. But uh, what do what do you do with your body during a show like this? It feels like you're you're asking me what does a man my age do if he can't sit in a chair? <laughs> no, That's how no. I'm taking well, it. I'm putting myself in your okay. shoes because okay. I was saying to you, I saw that she was playing too. And I thought, right. oh, maybe we should do like you and Ben, Deanna yeah. and her husband Wing, me uh-huh. and Michael will all go. And then I realized, oh, but that's a place where you have to stand. And then yeah. we'll all just be like, are we dancing? Are we not dancing? I, but oh. I think you're going to want to stand. I do think you're going to want to stand. I think it's going to feel like a club. Which I don't like clubs, but sure. I feel like it's going to be briefly a club that You're for two hours, club. A, for an hour and ten minutes. Let's be honest, a club that I'm going to really want to be in. So and, I'm I'm very excited. Um, wow! I, I, I want to see new rules live. I want to see moi live. I want to see it all. What did you think of her SNL performance? Um, I thought it was great. I watched it at like the break of dawn. This Sunday, I got uh-huh. up early. I did a half marathon down in oh my god, uh, in, yeah. in uh, Huntington Beach. Uh, so. Not to make it too personal, but the nipples are a danger zone right now. So just not that you were going to go near them, but stay everybody. I just need you to f- keep two full paces away. Are they taped up? You know, I didn't do it because I thought, oh, it's only a half marathon and it'll be warm. It'll be fine. No, anything more than ten miles, you gotta you gotta break out the lube. You gotta break out the 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 They're just raw band aids. Yeah, you gotta really go to town on them. So and there's you, a special kind of lube. I'm not saying go to Circus of Books and get yeah, gun yeah, oil yeah. and slather it all over your chest. I'm saying there are there are things that are for for this exact purpose. So whatever. So that's enough about my nipples. And and I'm our and our guest walks in. And our guest walks in. As I say, that's enough about my nipples. All right. So uh, so I taped it, and that's of course all I wanted to see. Yeah. Right. Was do a leap, and she was great. She was great. She did what she should do. Mm-hmm. I was expecting new rules, and then maybe uh, blow your mind. Maybe I D G A F. Yep. That one. Um, but she went ballad. She's trying to uh-huh. establish herself as a vocalist. Risky choice, but I think Very she did well. Risky choice. Yeah. I so was... I didn't find out until much later. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I didn't no. find out until much later that there was a full sketch about Beck Bennett's ass, which we'll get to. Yes. Anyway, which as I you fast were. forwarded through, and I thought, oh, should I watch this for Dave? Now I get the I get the point. It's a dozen, about his butt. a dozen listeners were like, watch <laughs> SNL. Uh, okay, so sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't have a hot take. I was just a little underwhelmed mm. by her performance. Okay, I, I'm sorry. No, that's I okay. Feel bad saying that. No, that's okay. I um I think it is because the videos have been so yes. Like, so visually exciting and so mm-hmm. like so much fun to watch. It might be difficult to replicate on the stage without yeah. doing a whole 
like Grammy's performance. Yeah. A you know lower I mean? energy experience. A lower energy experience. Which I'm all for. And if that is what the Palladium show is, then that is kind of my speed. Okay. Well, I mean, there it's it's Friday. No, it's Thursday and Monday, I think, are the mm-hmm. shows. So I'm going to go Thursday. Are you going with Ben? I'm going with Ben. That's cute. Very excited. Very excited. Like, re- like teenage girl excited. God, I have not been that excited for a concert in a long time. I really haven't either. A lot of good ones coming up this month. Very exciting. Who else are you seeing? Uh, Super Chunk, uh-huh. which is going to be amazing, and Buffalo Tom, which I might have to give up my tickets to. But whatever. There are a lot of, lot of good acts are coming. It's a very exciting time. That's a, to be exciting me. time. What's going on with you? It's funny you say Palladium because that was our fir- – Michael's first – our first date was at the um, – Dresden Room in Los Feliz, uh-huh. where the you know the old Marty couple and sing, Elaine. Marty and Elaine sing, uh, which was a very good advice from someone. Uh, she was like, "Go there because a you won't be running into a bunch of gay guys and that you, one of you has slept with, or you're looking at them while you're any of that stuff. You you can eat if you want to, but uh-huh. it's not like necessary. Yeah, uh, and there is something to look at and comment on. Yes, while you're sitting there. Anyway, that will never disappoint. And obviously it went well four years later. But um, the reason I bring it up is because at the end of that date, uh, I was like, hey, do you like Cat Power? And he was like, yeah. I actually like, I was like, she's my favorite singer. Do you want to go see her on Monday? And this was our first meeting. It It was a little like, thirsty and fast but he was like uh, okay and I like just I, I had a uh, I had <laughs> burned the CD of her new album and it was in my and I was like take this so uh-huh. you can listen to it before uh, I was just like handing him things Give like him offerings from the car and um, and he was like okay so I guess I'll see you Monday and uh, then I called my best friend Aaron and said um, sorry I just gave your cat power ticket away oh but that's um, so beautiful and uh, it was at the Palladium uh huh Long it's way a good to venue. go for that. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. It's a great venue full of wonderful memories sure. and implications. Um, so wait, to Beck Bennett's butt? Which, uh, yeah, it was a full sketch that? about his butt. It was great, and that's all there is to it. But I want to I want to thank our listeners for alerting me. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't let that one slide past me. Like no. many many people contacted me on Twitter and said, "Watch Saturday Night Live closely because there's a whole thing about." Beck Bennett's ass, which is perfectly good. It's a very nice ass. And is the gist of the scene just what a It's literally, it's, he plays an alien whose face is his butt and his butt is his face. (laughs) So he's he's just literally talking by like clenching his his buttocks. Great. Through the whole thing. Great. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Not a great sketch, honestly, but entertaining in its way. Exactly. Exactly. Um... I also want to – oh, so wait. Marathon, tell us everything. Oh, yeah. What, there's not much to say. It, it went great. It was fun. I should have trained for it probably, which I didn't do at all. So my legs hurt a lot right now, but that's totally fine. It was great. It was a, it was a good day out. Your legs hurt. Your nipples are raw. My I don't know. I'm worried about you at this Dua Lipa concert that you're going to fall I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to lube. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> don't worry about me for one minute. Um, I did, however, last night watch Vanderpump Rules. I can't believe I'm hearing that that sentence come out of your mouth. I can't believe I'm saying that sentence, but and it's true. Was I this think, your first time? No, I've seen. I've I've tried to get into it many times, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm never able to. I can't get past the thing that these are all the people that I actively try to avoid in my Los Angeles life. Yeah. So why would I invite them into yeah. my home? I can't get past that. I've watched a few isolated episodes here and there, but it was Monday night. Ben was working. I was I was bored. Bachelor wasn't on yet. Right. Um, I I keep trying. Trying with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I am going to complete the season if it's the last thing I fucking do. Um, but it was on. <laughs> Thank you. But it was on. And there are a couple things I want to address. Please. Uh, and I think now I'm a fan. Wow. I, yeah. Okay. So there's a woman on the show named Katie. Uh-huh. She is married to someone named Tom. They're, like half of the cast there's is named Tom. A lot Tom. of Toms. A lot right? of Toms. And um, and she's at a party. Of course, there's a party, and of course, the party doesn't go off the way that it's supposed to because somebody's late and right. you know whatever, and they don't have they haven't muddled enough mint leaves or whatever. Yeah, it's a yeah. whole fucking thing. Uh, Dorit makes a brief appearance. Dorit makes an appearance. Dorit makes an appearance. Oh, yeah, I love that this is the, our version of the Marvel universe where yeah. they like do little crossovers <laughs> into the. That's ex- okay. So I do have to tune into that. Oh, yeah, I think this you was should. Lisa Vanderpump's 
like birthday party or a party for I her actually or don't know what the party was because okay. I don't care that much. Sure. But um, and and I don't think Dorit says anything. I think she just like passes through passes through the frame, and it's like wow. that's a sweeps month episode like crossover. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so this Katie is she's like having to serve drinks because they're understaffed or whatever, and and there is this like. Bobby Trendy looking guy, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, Might actually be Bobby Trendy. I don't think it is. They said his name and it wasn't Bobby Trendy. Okay. But but like bright pink sport coat and like hair that cannot not be a wig. Uh-huh. And uh, and he sees her and he and he's like, oh, you you got fat? What happened? Oh, like, this is a this is an iconic uh, Real Housewives character. I'm just realizing this oh. is Lisa Vanderpump's party planner. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'll get to know him. So oh, okay. Do, yeah, do, okay. don't worry. Anyway, this is not a man that you should have at your party uh, in any. <laughs> capacity because he just fully and maybe he doesn't think the cameras are on him but yeah. that shouldn't matter and he's just like oh wow you really gained a lot of weight and you should really address that because it's clearly out of control and like wow it's really it's really noticeable and, and all that and like kind of goes to town on wow which is which to me speaks to like there are people in this world especially in that orbit who think that just being gay is the same thing as like having a point of view and a sense of humor. It's you know not. What I mean? it's, it's no. What? No. No. You still have to think about what comes out of your mouth. Uh, you know what I mean? And yeah. just because you got a pink, a pink jacket on doesn't mean you can just go up to someone you haven't seen in a while and be like, wow, you got really fat. Right. That's just not a thing any human being should do. It's shaming and it's gross. So she cries. And I was just like, you know what? I am fully on board with this Katie character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there is so much fat shaming in the gay world, in the world in general, but yeah. in, the, in the gay world specifically, I have been through it. It's gross and it's mean and it's it's thoughtless and whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm on this show. So 10 minutes later, <laughs> she's talking to Lisa and she's crying and she's talking about, you know, how hard she's had it. And then we go back to her origin story. Okay. <laughs> this is a 2009 YouTube video that she, that she like recorded. She must've been one of the first people to do like to talk into her webcam uh-huh. and do a YouTube video. I think she had just started at the Sexy Unique restaurant, mm-hmm. and uh, and her face is all busted up, all like you know, st- like stitches and and scars and whatever. Oh shit! And uh, and she's like, listen, you know, my name is Katie. I'm you know, 21 years old or what, however old she is, and uh, and I just want to talk you through a traumatic experience I just had. Um, last month, I fell through a skylight. <laughs> <laughs> fell through a skylight. And no, there's no, like, no explanation as to how she came to fall through. Oh, my God. What are you doing that causes you to fall through a skylight? Mm. But that is her teary, like— that that is her yeah, her that's like her journey that's her, her formative defining. trauma. Yeah, 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 is falling through a skylight. Wow. Can you speculate at all as to how that might happen? I mean, she she must be running running around in like a like Valencia or Santa Clarita or one of those okay. just like uh, hastily thrown together houses <laughs> yeah. because the skylight it should be made to. <laughs> and by the way, she was not fat then; is not fat now. No, so it's not a weight no, issue. By no, any she means. didn't like crash through a ceiling. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, and also skylights in my experience are only on roofs. You don't find them in the middle of room. You don't find them on the, on the ground floor. Yeah. They tend to be on roofs. Just by definition, yeah. Yeah, right. the, and typically inaccessible roofs. Yeah, they're not in the middle of your of your porch or patio or whatever. Right. What the fuck were you doing, Katie? That made you crash through a skylight? It's all I want to know. And then she was on fucking Watch What Happens Live, and they didn't get into the backstory of that either. Wow, so she, th- that is like her superhero origin it story, is. like the traumatic incident that it's the created radioactive yeah. spider. Wow, mm-hmm. she fell through a skylight and into Dave Holmes's heart, into my life, where she will stay forever. She is, I believe, the one who was doing stand-up comedy. She's the comedian of the group. I don't know about that. I mean, but uh, listen, a, a trauma like that will make you funny. Right. Well. Uh, so anyway, I'm in. So we're, we we might be doing some talking about Vanderpump Rules. If you if you are upset oh, about God. about us talking about Bravo things, I just well, I never thought we'd be here. 2018 mm-hmm. continues to surprise me. Yeah, well, you know, in it's delightful ways. It's a whole new world. I've got new rules. I count them. Well, um, should we take a break? Let's and do then that. Bring our guest back. <laughs> Traveling. It's a big pain in the ass. Uh, Do you know the average family visits five websites before booking a vacation rental? Because you never know. 
what dates are going to be open, which website is going to have a, a better rate. Oh, boy, it's a pain. Tripping.com is where you can go. It's the uh, number one site for vacation rentals, whether you're looking for a, a winter cabin, a little 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 beach shack in Hawaii, that vacation in Europe where you'll live like a local, Tripping.com can help you find the perfect place to stay. Vacation rentals offer flexibility, perks, amenities the hotels don't, like multiple bedrooms, backyards, hot tubs, free Wi-Fi, kitchens. Sometimes the kitchen's got stuff in them, so you can get a quick bite on the go. Great for families, for large groups. With Tripping.com, one search lets you filter, compare, and sort over 10 million available properties on trusted sites like VRBO, TripAdvisor, Booking.com, plenty more. You don't have to wonder if you're getting the best deal. You will save an average of 18% per night by booking your vacation with Tripping.com. So don't forget, if you want to save time and money while booking the perfect vacation rental for your next trip, go to Tripping.com slash homo today. That is T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash homo. Folks, we are back. Here we go. Oh, my God. We have a very special guest this week. He's tried to speak so many times. We've said, stop, save <laughs> yeah. it, save it. It's just too good. Icy looks. But finally, you can open that beautiful mouth, mm. that hilarious mouth. And let it all come out. Jimmy Fowley. Hi, guys. How um, are you, Jimmy Fowley? I'm good. It's so good to be here. And yeah, I kept, I wasn't sure if I could chime in or not. I think I was, you know, supposed to wait until the no, intro. No, you did great. You were but living your like, truth. Yeah, you were I laughing was, when you wanted to. You were yeah. going to the bathroom and popping back I in. I really sure. did. We were about to record, and I just was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then. What you did is you made yourself back. at home. Yeah. And I did self care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great. Um, um, so well, welcome. Please uh, go back to what you were saying. Okay, so I started saying this on the break, um, but I really relate to what you're saying about not wanting to know the show because living in L.A., it feels kind of like a superpower to not know who these people are because, like, you'll be out in West Hollywood and there's, like, a crowd around people taking pictures and, like, and they are kind of like the – embody like the worst things that people the stereotypes of LA and they all like you said they're all married all the women on the show are married to someone named Tom Mm -hmm. they're all waiters at that restaurant and they all cheat on each other and then when confronted they're like welcome to Hollywood and it's like (laughs) what it's so bizarre to me it is really strange and it's also this is just a there's a just a thing in reality TV that I don't understand like 20 years later how you can do something, be filmed doing something, and then deny doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, because people will yeah. deny wrongdoing yeah. mm-hmm. that they have done on camera. Totally, they have to know. And it seems like the pattern with the men on Vanderpump Rules is like, "Did you do it? No, I didn't do it. I, she said you did it." And then they're like, "Okay, I did that. Uh-huh. That's true." Well, yeah. I only just got into it this season because I tried to stop myself from um, being, you know, knowing it, like you said, like just knowing who these people are. And then I just felt like all the people I love and respect their opinion was like, no, it's a deep dive into the human experience to watch the show. And um, Jax is someone who, it sounds like from what you're saying, like he would deny things for months and this, when he just got caught cheating again, he finally confessed to it in like a 24 hour period or something. It seems like he's like, you know, in the past, I've just denied it. And and I was like, that's, I mean, obviously that's horrible. He's still cheating on his, he has a serious issue. But like, okay, good for him. He's yeah. like learning mm-hmm. that to own up to it. Jax, sure. by the way, uh, fun fact, got a uh, boob job. Oh. Man breasts removed. Oh, he a did. Man breasts removed. Yes. From steroids. I I mean, that's, I'm, I'm assuming. But that. Where's this then, information coming from? Uh, the, the internet. Okay. It's it's easily available. Andy okay. Cohen. Oh, okay. Um, and but that always brings back to the question of how much money do they have? Why do they live in those shitty apartments? Mm-hmm. This is all the people have tried to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, this a tale as old as time. Well, they don't pay them that much, right? I like, don't think so. And you know what would be smart for them to do? And obviously, like Lisa and Ken do this partly because it's their restaurant yeah. and their names are. Attached, but like for them to say, "Hey, I'm putting my life out there. I want you know a producer credit or like a co-producer credit, so they can kind of weasel their way into, right? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be a strategy for them? Because they at the end of this whole thing, what do they really have to show for it? Like they can ride the show 
as long yeah, as you I know, guess. they're pretty d- unlike the other the housewives and stuff they're much more disposable mm-hmm. it's kind of like as long as you got lisa and mm-hmm. like a bunch of like drunk like al- alcoholic 30 somethings yeah, sure. you think they're 20 somethings mm-hmm. then like you got the show we yeah. they, they're yeah. interchangeable and we don't care there's yeah. a million toms the, mm-hmm. the the like the graphic for that show has it's like the cover of sergeant <laughs> yeah. peppers yeah. Yeah. there are like <laughs> 70 people they don't all fit in the mm-hmm. frame no mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. It's all very strange. And, and uh, a thing that I've noticed in past episodes is somebody will get busted doing something and their defense will be, I was so drunk, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's astonishing to yeah. me. That, yeah. that then doesn't become like, okay. Well, yeah. because they're all like, oh, sure. Yeah. 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 But when is somebody, when is one sensible person going to mm. come forward and say, guys, that's the problem. Yeah. You don't, yeah. you can't drink to blackout. Yeah. What was your take on, um, I forget her name. But Jax's girlfriend, whose mom and sister flew out. Oh, Brittany? To, yeah, Brittany. Yeah. Okay. Brittany's mom confronted. They had, like, a dinner where, I don't know if you caught this, Jax basically body shamed her. Like, he, he was getting confronted for cheating on Brittany uh-huh. and was like, you know, I don't want to use this as an excuse, but, you know, she's she's just kind of gotten lazy. Like, she just sleeps all day. And it was so weird. It's like, this is your apology to your mom, and, to, to Brittany's mom. And then, you know, Brittany's mom was like, you know, what's going on? And Jax was like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm not happy with myself. And Brittany's mom was like, that made me feel good yeah. to know that <laughs> yeah. he's not happy about it. It's like, he's like, has no self-worth and he's dating your daughter. Like, I feel like that would be a red flag. Like, he's But he's also good- implying like, and look, your daughter's gotten kind of fat. Yeah. Which, right. Again, it seems what a weird apology. Odd thread to run through the show. Yeah. Is the, the, all these uh, yeah. fat girls. Do you guys I, have a favorite? Oh man. Uh well, let's see. Again, I'm so I'm half in, I'm half out. I there are a lot of um I think almost all of the women on the sh- well, everybody on the show is very conscious of their of their persona and mm-hmm. always trying to like throw in yeah. a quip, which is my major problem with the, the housewives. Mm-hmm. Yep. With, well, with the Beverly Hills housewives Fair. is that it just seems like everybody's constantly auditioning for the job they already have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so God. I don't know. Um, I wonder why Stasi's parents named her for the East German secret police. I think that's a story we should get into at some point. Um, I know her boyfriend, by the way. Oh, what? really? In yeah. real life? Wait, the yeah. guy who's the, um, tr- was traveling and was like, you should be happy for me. Is that I don't Stasi's boyfriend? I, he's he never on, on camera. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, okay. he's going to be on next week's episode, but he's never on camera. He's a sports guy at Sirius. Okay. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, he used to have a show called Cocktails with Patrick on the Cosmo channel, and I was a guest a lot because I listened a lot. Is he cool? He's very he's very cool and he's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um but he's very like shy mm-hmm. and never wants to be on camera and like I tried to take a picture in the studio once and he was like don't don't do that. See he's like there's Not the he's person guarded. you would expect to end up with Stasi. No. <laughs> no. No, he's a very funny guy. I so mean, yeah, it's, it's a curious she's thing. a demon monster like mm-hmm. they all are, but mm-hmm. she's got star power. Mm-hmm. Stasi. Okay. And aren't isn't isn't there a new storyline where is it James and the gay one or sleeping a straight yeah. guy and gay mm-hmm. guy or maybe just casually fucking each other yeah. on the side? Is that happening? He like said that it wasn't happening and then like it was just this weird rumor. Yeah. Um but yeah. But they, I mean, come on. But next it's, week they'll be like, No, it did happen. Yeah. And we'll go, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's sexy yeah. Like, yeah. No, they're all I mean, they uh, gay sex and cocaine are the are the unseen characters mm-hmm. on that show that are mm-hmm. just yeah. constantly weaving through. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very fascinating. What an inspiring topic. (laughs) Yeah, right? Moving on to Drag Race. Uh Uh-huh. Want to talk Drag Race? We're going to be an episode behind, sadly. Oh, yeah. By the time this drops, we will be one episode behind. But, Dave, I was thinking about you because your girl, Thorgy Thor. I know. She's your girl? You love Thorgy Thor? You know, I do. Mm -hmm. I do. There's a joy about her. Mm -hmm. Joie de vivre. Yeah. There's a pep in her step. I wish she had stayed a little longer because she was was great TV, too. Yes. She's great. I mean, I like. I just. I like. I like her male. I like her female. I like all of it. Mm-hmm. You like that she's doing Stevie Nicks. Well, I don't. I more. don't. I don't. I don't. She was set up to fail with that. I think so. I yeah. think so. I, but you know, I think she let us down. I think she let herself down. I thought she. I feel like. I thought she looked great as Stevie Nicks. Like yeah. when I was seeing her come out, I was like, "Oh, that looks like Stevie Nicks." Uh-huh. Did anyone, I was surprised by the yeah. judges? I was like, "She did everything yeah. she could do with that. Yeah. She twirled." I mean, what yeah. else can you do? Yeah. 
It's, it, I think it all hinges on the definition of what a gay icon is, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and who decides and why. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, just because you're a female entertainer that some gay guys like doesn't mean that you necessarily are yep. a broad comedy character the way mm-hmm. that a Patti LaBelle might be or, yep. mm-hmm. you know, Mariah Carey or yeah. whatever. She's just kind of – she's a woman of rock. Gay mm-hmm. Twitter was really up in arms though about the suggestion that she was not a gay icon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I usually just look at what like Louis Vertel says, and I go, okay, so that's the facts now, and I, that is what I now believe. <laughs> what did he yeah. say about it? That she is a gay icon, uh-huh. basically, like, yeah. and that's a non-negotiable. Kathy, yeah. So, do you see Kathy Griffin? She like was like to settle the um, debate, and then she just shared a picture with herself and with um, Stevie Nicks. Oh, right, yeah. right, yeah. Where, but again, oh, sorry. I want no. to come back to Kathy Griffin after this, by the way. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I, but, but let's stay on the drag race train. Okay. I, but, <laughs> but so, okay, so what then is meant by a gay icon? Does that also then mean that you are a character that you can do? Like, I, I yeah. love Stevie Nicks, but I, I don't know, like, tell me her catchphrase. I can't. No, mm-hmm. and, and there's I mean? no camp to her, whereas, no. like, Shangela getting to do Mariah mm-hmm. feels so, like, easy in a way because mm-hmm. there's some something inherently funny about mm-hmm. her where it's not just that she's not fully even in on the joke of herself that we yeah. get to have mm-hmm. that like kind of we're on the outside making fun of you mm-hmm. thing. Right. and you don't have that with Stevie Nicks Stevie Nicks is cool and yeah. has always she's been really cool. cool she's a survivor it's like yeah. doing Chrissy Hind mm-hmm. right. what you do and part of her thing is that like she talks about there's no mystery anymore like people just yeah. put everything out there as opposed to like you know just being a little bit more I mean, not mysterious, but in the sense that you're not like, you know, you, yeah. you hold some of your cards back. And so, like, that already makes it kind of hard to, like, play someone out who's already so out there, like, you know, Mariah Carey. And, yeah. And yeah, she became others. her own drag version. Yeah. About really, 15 yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. And stay that way. Mm-hmm. Question, is Milk uh, <laughs> a stupid little bitch? <laughs> Oh wow! That's just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Okay. I don't, okay. I'm, 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 I really don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Keep going though. I'm curious Ooh. about your thoughts. I just feel yeah. like to. Are you saying yeah? Like you agree? Or? I, I was just like shocked when the whole when like he just had he was safe and I I thought his Celine Dion was whack. Like I, was I like, didn't even didn't know, I wouldn't have sense. known who that was. It was like a yeah. weird crow person. Like I was like I don't know what I'm watching. Like <laughs> I know like after the fact. The pictures circulated of like what the Celine Dion he was doing, and it was accurate to that, but it wasn't like the Celine that like I feel like we know. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Well, you know, Michael made a good point, which was that he should have done a white hat and a white backwards suit. Do you remember that? Yes. She wore a backwards mm-hmm. blazer. Now yeah. that's Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, to then cry and bitch about the fact that you're safe. It's like just yeah. take your mm-hmm. safety. Try again next week. Mm-hmm. No, no, th- this is not a, a great look. Yeah. For you. Why was there peanut butter? I came in on this one late, and we watched it at, at precinct. Okay, so it's which, hard wow. to pick up all the yeah. Which, by the way, is packed mm-hmm. and in a reverent silence. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, wow. Everyone's yes. quiet. Okay. Everybody is. You can hear a pin drop. I love that. Yeah, it's, I, kind it's of amazing. It's amazing to like go down on um like go down West Hollywood and like peek in all the clubs and the bars and just like a ton of people just watching the TV. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love it. Like they're waiting for election results. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I think is um, one of the greatest drag characters of our time though is uh, I'm forgetting her name Emma Stone as portrayed by oh Jenny Fowley in the show Thank So you. Long Boulder City. Oh my yeah. god. Just yes. a very um, gentle segue. That to was your perfect. Show. I literally did not know that was going to segue back to me so I was like hanging off your every word. I was like <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear who this is. Yeah. Um, so you just got back from uh, a successful run in New York mm-hmm. of the show. Well, I saw it when it was here in L.A. It's fucking amazing. Thank Will you. you tell people what it is just in case they don't know? Um, so basically um, in the movie La La Land, uh, Emma Stone's character does this one-woman show that you never really see, but you get the sense. Like it's, you see a couple of vignettes of her practicing the show. You see the stage of her performing the show. Um and and then the show ends and um and you don't really know how to take the show because there's no one there there's like five, like seven people in the audience mm-hmm. and as people are leaving the characters are saying god that was, that show was so bad yeah so you're like oh i guess you did a terrible show and then later in the movie you find out that like 
LA's biggest casting director was there, asked her to audition for a movie that has no script. Uh She books it and films it in Paris. And then she becomes like a huge star. So I just, I kept thinking like, what was her show? And then I thought like, (laughs) oh, wouldn't it be funny if I just wrote? Her show from all the clues from the movie, mm-hmm. put it together and did her one woman show just like mm-hmm. one time as like a joke for my friends. And then I did it. And then like it randomly was like in People magazine and like it got all this press it was and everywhere. Emma Stone's mom came to see it. Wow. So it, was just a cool, it was crazy. It did was you so, know in advance that she was going to be there? Yeah. So her Emma Stone's manager reached out to me on Instagram of all places and was like, hey, I'm trying to get, um, you know, I represent Emma Stone and I'm trying to get um, tickets. The show had sold out because it it had gotten, we just were initially going to do a handful of shows. So the show had sold out and then um, he reached out to me to try to get tickets. And, and I was said like, no. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's her loss because you really need to be on these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was really uh, excited. And, um, and so... But I also was like, I feel, because the show was like, it wasn't like making fun of Emma at all, but it was definitely like raunchy and like crazy and like pretty just dirty. It was like all like, it was just stupid stuff that made me laugh. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I don't know how this like mom is going to react to it. Cause like my own parents don't even like my comedy. They think it's upsetting. (laughs) So I was really like nervous to see what she was going to think. And she was like the sweetest person, you guys. She was just like, after the show, she's like, oh, my God, I loved it. Aww. She's like, Emma wanted to take a picture so I could send it to her. And it was just like, she was just so great. And That's, um, so that's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it was really cool. Because uh, it was also like you're not doing an impression of her per no. se. Mm-hmm. Like her her essence is there. Yeah, I, I, I asked the director, um, Jordan Black, who was, wrote it with me, mm-hmm. and he was a director. Uh, I asked him, I'm like, should I do an Emma Stone impression? And he was like, Please don't. Yeah. He's like, because it'll just be like distracting, you know, it's just like do, you know, your take on it. So it was, and it really kind of was like just an homage to one, yes. one person chose. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really fun. And I, and then it, the, it kind of like kept getting extended. So we did yeah. it for like three or four months and then like someone approached us about doing it in New York and I was like, oh my God, that'd be so crazy yeah. you know because when I started doing it I was like kind of mad at myself because I'm like Jimmy don't write a one woman show like do something for your career for God's sake like, <laughs> write a pilot write something that can propel you because right. I I, honest to God thought I would do it once and just it would just be a funny story Yeah. so it was really incredible to like do it a bunch oh my where'd you do it in New York? Um, I did it at this place called Subculture uh-huh. um, and uh yeah, it was um, just, like, right in – by the way, I'm so terrible with, like, everything New York. Like, I don't know how to describe where anything is. And uh-huh. someone was like, what was the theater? Just a few days ago, they were like, what was the theater? And I forgot the name of the theater. And then they were like, well, where was it? And I had – I couldn't <laughs> were like, say one word. like, the, with all the really tall buildings, uh, yeah. the busy corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's someone a was, Yeah, someone was asking me. They are like, oh, where are you – like, when I was on the plane, someone was like, where are you going? And I was like, um, New York. And they are like, oh, where in New York? And I was like, uh, New York City. <laughs> and they were – I'm just like, people have no patience for me. I'm just like the worst. How are New York? audiences were they vicious they were like everything it was like the best audience like people like going nuts and then there was also like a lot of tourists like there was like one time a woman brought in two babies and they were like crying during the show I was like what is happening um and um yeah it was like it was really cool because it was just like you know in LA it was kind of like this like people would hear about it and it was kind of like more in the comedy scene yeah. and then in New York it was just like I think some people thought it was like the, they thought it was the, Emma Stone performing yeah they thought it was like the musical version of La La Land that's so, so yeah in yeah. LA it was like the hottest gay club ticket thank in town you, yeah it was so fun it was a blast yeah, thank you are you gonna do it again I don't know I feel like Part of me, like some people have been like, oh, you should do it like in different cities. You should take it on tour. And it would be fun. It's like, I just feel like I'm still kind of like just resting. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm also the most lazy person in the world. Like I'm like, I don't want to shave. You know, like I feel like I'm putting on the makeup. Like yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think I might do it again. I hope uh, so. Yeah. yeah. I, the people need it. Yeah. Absolutely. I also love that you took Finding Prince Charming and you rung some comedy out of it. That's yeah. Right. I mean, that was basically, it was the only thing to do. You can't get mad Thank at it. Thank you, yeah. There was no there there until you showed up mm-hmm. and actually made it interesting. Yeah, I, um, 
I was obsessed with that show, and I was obsessed, you know, no offense if any, like, producers of that show are listening, but I was obsessed with how budget it was in every aspect. I'll never forget the masquerade ball that they did at the house, and I think we talked about it afterwards that they just, they didn't have the rights to certain music, so they just kept playing the same song, like, (laughs) over again, this, like, kind of generic, you know, music, and I'm like, God, can you guys imagine? It was a ball that that took place in the living room of the house they were already in, and, like, not a single, like, extra (laughs) wrangled or anything. It was just the, like, the eight guys that they're with every day. Yeah. Wow, oh, yeah. this is amazing. I mean, still waiting for season two of that. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope it comes. I hope so, too. What are our, uh, have we heard any rumors to that I end? actually heard a rumor, well, from, like, just that it's not going, right? Like, because I mean, wouldn't it be out? You would I think. You would want to keep that momentum going. But like Sex in the City 3, I'm holding out hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Got to. Speaking of, do you think Kim Cattrall will come around, or do you think it's just done? God, I hope so. I'd love to start a virtual prayer circle. I hope that she comes around. Of course. Why do you think she won't do it? Because it feels like it feels like the perfect end to it. Because like the third one, like a nice you know three movies. We are. It's pretty clear you're not going to do anything else at at that level Mm -hmm. anymore. I mean, she's done some Canadian mystery series, I think, since then, which good for her, Mm -hmm. but. Um, I think she needs it just as much as we yeah. need it. Yeah. Do you think she's doing it just to kind of spite the whole? I I mean I've heard the rumors that like she was just kind of jealous about Sarah Jessica Parker and like kind of her. Yeah. You know she was like more of a you know calling the shots. Mm-hmm. So I wonder. I mean, yeah, I I I feel like it, it, we it, what it will take is a is Sarah Jessica Parker. Like doing a big like public gesture of some kind. <laughs> it's and just so dramatic. I know, but we, we don't see a Kristen Davis pulling this. Mm. No, we don't see a Cynthia Nixon. They they she's running for pretty. governor yeah. or something. Maybe what is she? Isn't she running for governor or like mayor of New York or something? Oh my god! Eventually, Nixon? or she's talking about it. Yeah, that sounds something that I have put on my vision board. I didn't think that it was <laughs> Miranda a real Hobbs. Thing. Yeah, Miranda. Um, I think she is spending too much time at home uh, reciting poetry by a stand-up bass. Oh, I love to, it. Uh, oh, to show up, the greatest uh, video of all time. It truly it is. is great. I don't know how that wasn't in my life until so recently. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. I do want to ask you guys before the break your take on Kathy Griffin now. Okay. Just in general. Seth Abramovich did a uh, did a big interview <laughs> yeah. with her. The Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter that was very interesting. Yes. Was it? I didn't I think I saw it. I forgot to read it. You should read it. What what was the what was your takeaway? Um it's basically just that she feels kind of threatened now in the US because, you know, like the outrage machine was pointed at her mm-hmm. full blast. And now she's, you know, she's done shows all around the world, but she's having trouble booking in in the states. And yeah. she bought this like ten million dollar house with cash, and now she's a little bit of a prisoner there, like up on a hill, like Gloria Swanson. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, she will she will come back at some point. There's no question. Yeah, I've, you know, I like her a lot, but her her act became so celebrity focused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After a while, like once the Bravo special started happening, it was just like, uh, you know, Clay and sure is gay and like and the audience yeah. goes crazy. And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, I mean, you're funnier than mm-hmm. all of those things. When yeah. she was talking about her personal life yeah. before that, mm-hmm. she was like the funniest person mm-hmm. in the world. Oh, my God. You know? yeah. And the mass appeal celebrity based stuff did really well for her, but mm-hmm. was much less interesting. I would love to see her go. I mean, obviously, she's got a really interesting story yeah. to tell now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those videos were fucking off the rails crazy that she did <laughs> oh in, in the immediate uh, wake of it. But I, I would see her live. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. I'm was pulling yours? for her. I'm, I'm, I'm fully on, on board for her. I'm, I uh, am a, a Kathy Griffin gay mm-hmm. now more than ever, mm-hmm. uh, proudly. Yeah. Again, Louis Vertel on Twitter just told me, what told us yeah. all, that she is – the real deal, mm-hmm. and uh, that we're on her side. And yeah. once again, I said, okay, if he said it, I'm yeah. on board. Yeah. Well, also, I, I just remember, like, being younger and sh- – because, like, I feel like gay guys now, it's like they have call, call me by your name. They have, like – it's just a different time. And yeah. it's like – I just remember, like, Kathy Griffin was, like, such a fan of gays before it was cool. Like, it wasn't cool to say that. Yeah. And she was still, like, an ally. Yeah. And, like, very vocal. And I, I'll always remember that. And, like – I I read her books and everything and like, um, but yeah, like some of the stuff now 
Because part of her thing is she's very open. Like, she wants to be famous. She loves fame. Yeah. It's her thing. So, like, I, she's very transparent in that sense. But sometimes it's like, if for me as a fan, I'm like, it's too much. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just even her, the energy and, like, the Trump thing. It's like, but then I'm like, well, maybe she's just a genius. And she knows that by going too far, by pissing off everyone, she can make the comeback because that's yeah. part of it like people love to tear you down but then they'll also be on the journey yeah. for the comeback so maybe she just has a can see the bigger picture and this is all part of her plan i mean i hope I so know. she has definitely scorched earth all around her <laughs> oh with yeah but also i gotta be honest i was never offended by the trump mask yeah. thing nobody mm-hmm. was i mean nobody actually yeah. was what Sorry. did you think of anderson cooper like being so i think that was so shitty yeah. Why do you think he said that? Well, because I think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all doing this b- big performance of outrage about, yes. you know, a comedian has called for the death of the president and we need to, like, react. And it's, no, no, and this is, she held up a shitty mask with ketchup on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's all fucking calm yeah. down. Ted Nugent did worse about uh, Obama. Yeah. He got to he, go to the White House. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're selective in our outrage, but we're very loud. And, like, and if you don't, like, Especially if you're a news person and you need to appear, you need to have the appearance of of like being uh, the adult in the room, being the adult mm-hmm, in the yeah. room, and of being uh, unbiased. You have to say like, okay, well that that was too far, right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but also have her back for fucking New Year's because yeah. you need a funny person to play off of. Thank you. You know what I mean? Did you hear? I heard it was very charming, good, but the, yeah, it, was, it wasn't. It was weird. Yeah, it was two straight weird. men in search of. Uh, in search of a funny person yeah. to play off of. They're both affable and they both have like yeah. a sense of humor, but that's not the same yeah. thing as being funny. Mm-hmm. Love like them I said both earlier. to have them on the show. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So treading lightly. I maybe, I don't know. But I mean, they're obviously, they're both great. Of course. They're both great people yes. who uh, obviously are, are credits to their community. And, and that was we stand with yeah. them. Yes, of course. Uh, I do love But them. also, you need a fucking comedian. To- I loved when... Um, Kathy Griffin called out um, Andy Cohen about the Coke thing. Yeah. yeah. That was like just so out of control. And he was like, I have never. And it's like, I mean. It was like, that's the least outrageous thing that has happened <laughs> in a very long time. It was I like, know. I would be more surprised if yeah. you never had yeah. offered anybody Coke backstage. At yeah. yeah. But the weird part is it was like, if I know that Kathy is like a teetotal. Yeah. What is the word? Teetotaler. Teetotaler. What does that mean? Yeah. doesn't. Yeah. What do you mm-hmm. do? Then She's not like sober. She just doesn't like it. She just doesn't right? do it. Yeah. yeah. Then he certainly knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. But of course. So we'll pack get to a the lot. bottom of that mystery mm-hmm. someday. Um, but maybe we should take a break and then come back and dive into Jimmy's love life. Oh, I think that's. <sighs> oh my exactly god. What we gotta do. Oh baby, baby. <laughs> Off book just released a new episode with a very special guest from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rachel Bloom. She is so talented, as are the regular hosts, Jess McKenna, Zach Rhino. They improvise the musical Reborn in the Fire, and it is just a stroke of genius. Uh, you know, if you have listened to Off Book, that it is one of the greatest podcasts of all time. No exaggeration. If you haven't, get on board. You don't want to miss any of the hits they sing in this episode. Listen to Off Book with special guest Rachel Bloom on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. He looks a little weird here. This is a little like calling by your nameness, but he's yeah, he very... looks very Army Hammer, which I saw for the first time yesterday. Oh wow! It's, I was like the last person to see it, so you saw it like. After hype and after backlash. Yep. And your thoughts? I, I liked it. I thought yeah. it was. Uh, I thought it was um, like a great like love story, and especially like anytime it's like you know, like even at the train station when they wanna, they can't even show affection. Yeah. yeah. Also, an interesting take that the parents were accepting because how many yeah. times have we seen yeah. the opposite? So I was like, oh wow, like how interesting that even though there's no like conflict there, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I loved it. It's beautiful. It's good. It was making me so horny, too. Like, I wasn't yes. expecting, I, like, even gross stuff, like him coming in the peach, and then he went to eat the peach, and I was like, I, like, I was like, I want a peach. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh god. By the way, I only do funny stuff when they're not recording. Yeah, just so right. you know my style. This is gonna be our, oh, our did you? bonus material. I really wanted to just like be like peppered in at some point. Can, can we just have started like ninety seconds ago? Yeah. 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 We're back. We're we make back. our own goddamn rules. <laughs> Listen, I didn't come out of the closet just to fucking do a podcast like everybody else does. That's right. It's not oh every day god. Jimmy Fowley says he wants to eat a cum filled peach. That's right. Or is it? <laughs> that and just all of the produce, all of the food, all all of the meats, everything's so fresh, so like, <laughs> you know, beautiful and lush. Uh, and, you know, we're God, talking about the film Call Me By Your Name, listeners. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yeah. know if oh, they've know. heard of it. Yeah. Um, anyway, God, we're here to good. talk about your own Call Me By Your Name experience. Yeah, my love life. Yeah. I have not seen you in a long time, but I've been following you on Instagram and I see a one recurring character in particular. Yeah, oh, is Paul. There, is there a special someone? Yeah, I've been dating. Um, I, I have a boyfriend, which is like kind of different for me because I usually just try to get back with my ex for like six years. Okay. Like wow. that's kind of my thing. Um, but I finally got over that, like with so a good right, amount yeah. of therapy and just like, Great. it's so funny how like, and it's funny because we actually, me and Paul got together um, right around the time I was working on um, uh so long, Boulder City, uh-huh. my, the uh, La La Land parody. And it was when I was really not looking for a relationship. Like, and I also was like, I had this whole show to memorize and I was really stressed. And like, I always looked busted. Like, I had so much drag makeup on. I yeah. really looked crazy. And then we just ended up meeting um, and connecting and then hanging out. And I was like, oh, I guess this is happening. Because I did you meet? We met th- in AA, which like, you're not supposed to like say, but. I like. I feel like it's too weird for me to be like. We met through friends, yeah. and then it's just like lie. So, um, but yeah, um, I'm sober, and he's also sober, and uh, and yeah. So, um, we had kind of known each other through that, and then um, we um, became Facebook friends. This is probably the most lame story ever, but like mm. we became Facebook friends, and he was like, "Oh, I bought a ticket to see your show," and like some of my closest friends had like not bought tickets and it was like already sold out so I was impressed I was like oh yeah, nice you know but I didn't want to be sketchy because it's like in AA you're going to meetings like I'm like just a friend you know I didn't want to make a move and I was like you'll get to see me as like a woman and I'm a, a heinous woman <laughs> and he's like oh he's like well he's like you're probably really cute cute boys make you know cute gr- you know make uh-huh. cute girls and I was like okay that's my green light and so I was like oh we should hang so yeah, we just got like ice cream at Salt uh-huh. and Straw. Nice. Have you guys ever been? Yeah, of course. Unconventional yeah. flavors at that place. Yeah, mm. it's they're really good. They give uh-huh. you the free samples. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what'd you um, get? What'd you get? Oh, at the time, I don't remember, but I always just sample the thing I know I like, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense. I'm not yeah, very just adventurous. Get an extra yeah, just get an extra that. spoonful yeah. and make the person work, mm-hmm. you know, behind the counter. But um, yeah, no, we just got along and it was just easy, you know? Uh-huh. So we started dating and yeah, we've been dating since July 4th. Wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so how was it when you were in New York? It was tough, you know, cause it was like, I mean, we talked pretty much every day, but um, it, yeah, it was kind of tough. Cause it was like, you Cause know, you were about six months in at that point. So it's like right on the verge yeah, of like, oh, this is serious. Yeah, it was about, it was like four months. And so it was kind of weird because I was going to be gone for two months. So it's like we've only known each other for four months. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to be gone like half the length of our relationship. So, But it was a good test of just like, you know. Also, like part of me was like, oh, do I want to be single for New York so I can like slut it up in I mean, New York yeah, City? Because yeah, New York makes you want to be a whore. Like oh, it really because you're just like yeah. you're in this like tiny apartment and you're like there's people everywhere. And but um, but yeah, no, he was just like I knew that like we had like something special. So I was like, I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. Slut it up when I get yeah. back with you. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. With one person. How beautiful. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. And is there cohabitation in the conversation? No, we're not there yet. Well, yeah, we've like, it's kind of like at that place, you know, when you're, we've been together for like seven, eight months. Uh-huh. So we're approaching, we're not too far away from a year. So it's that kind of thing. Like at a year, it seems pretty normal to mm-hmm. like, if you're serious to move in and, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I think we we could or we could, but it's also kind of nice not to cuz then you can have your own space mm-hmm. and like he is like really neat and like very organized and I'm like a slob. Like I'm disgusting. Like he said and also I just don't take care of myself. Like my comforter is this gross 
thin. It, it feels like it's been made out of tissue paper. <laughs> and he finally put up a boundary and said, I'm not going to sleep at your place anymore unless you get a new comforter. He's like, because wow. I'm just so cold. And like, I think in his mind, he's like, oh, that's going to put the fire under him uh-huh. to like get a comforter. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's where we are. You know, because I'm <laughs> like, like I have no plans. Place. I do not even have the slightest plan to get a comforter. And it's not out of defiance or I'm like, I'm going to show you how stubborn I am. I'm so fucking lazy. Do you know what I mean? Like when it comes to. I want to a good comforter for you though. Yeah. You, you deserve, deserve it. That. Yeah. I just, I'm, I, I think it's just like, oh, I don't, I just don't care. Are you getting comfort from the thin comforter? I am. I love it. Okay. It's, so it's, for me it's it has, okay. Yeah. It has, um, it has sentimental value. Yeah. Okay. Totally. All right. Well, then that's You're like, fair. I'm not going to change. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, I'm not going to change. And I respect that. Yeah. Get him a sleeping bag. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my, can you imagine? Like, yes. That just reminded me in college, um, my sister, she moved out to LA and she was having a tough, I was going to college in LA and she came out to LA and she like lived in really sketchy places like roommates she met on Craigslist. She was, one time she was sleeping in a dining room of like with like six other girls in Crenshaw and like they got like a stray cat. And the the cat the cat was like she was like oh is it cool if we get this trick cat she's like well it's kind of like in my room all the time because I'm sleeping in the dining room <laughs> and she was like okay it's fine keep the cat and like the cat like walked across the living room one time like looked her in the eye my sister was like eating cereal the cat looked her in the eye and had a miscarriage oh like, my god right like while making oh heavy eye contact with my sister. Oh and so she's like, please, can oh I, can I live God. with you? And I'm like, yeah, you can live with me. <laughs> and anyways, long story short, she was going to crash my bed until she got like her own bed. And then she just stayed in my bed for like months. And finally, like a friend was like, hey, I thought your sister lived with you. And I was like, oh, yeah, she does. And they're looking around my room. They're like, where does she sleep? And I was like, oh, in my bed. And they're like, and then it occurred to me that's so fucking weird, <laughs> right? I was like a twenty year old man sleeping with my eighteen year old sister. Like no, like even though I'm gay, it's still creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's wow. It's, yeah, uh, where are you guys from? Um, outside of Boston and mm-hmm. a town called Bedford. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, what about this ex that you were referring to? Was it one ex in particular? It was one. I mean, I just, I always had that tendency to circle back with exes, you know, because I think it's like, I mean, I I realized after therapy that it was like, um, it's like a self, it's like a, you know, going back to what you know, the familiar thing, like to be honest, and I won't, do like a dive into it because I'm sure it's like super boring for listeners but like just stuff said a boring thing yet really okay it's just like stuff with my I grew up in like a really tough family and my dad was like really strict and and really like hard on us so I was actually always drawn to like people who were kind of distant Mm -hmm. and withdrawn Mm -hmm. and so it was like I I realized in therapy that was like oh I felt like if I could get this person to love me then I could like fix my childhood kind Mm -hmm. of and so finally I like realize that like oh if someone is like distant and like angry that's just who they are so you get to like either accept them for who they are and move on and also there was like red flags like if someone is like has a drinking problem for example or like has anger problems you get to ask yourself like oh do I want that in a relationship because they're not going to change and I think I always thought like oh maybe it'll change you know um but this person like they're like I have no bad feelings towards him like I think I brought in my own set of craziness like if I just look at how I behaved it was like so insane insane how just insane like I was so needy Mm -hmm. I and then when we broke up I was acting like a psycho and like showed up at his house and like peeked in the windows like stalkerish stuff I've done all of this okay (laughs) that makes me feel better yes yeah um but this is pre-sobriety no, it was in sobriety. Mm. So that's just the fun, you know. <laughs> There's nothing like speaking at an AA ma- meeting and, like, telling your story, <laughs> but also, like, going to your ex's house, like, on La Cienega and, like, peeking through the bushes <laughs> to make you feel like you do not have it together. Wow. But, um, you can't blame any substances for that. Yeah, yeah, you really can. It's just my own, yeah, and my, my own my own behavior, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you grew up in Bedford. Did you, uh, did you venture out into Boston? Yeah, I did. It's so funny because it's like um, I was always like freaked out by cities. Mm-hmm. Like I think when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, I want. I can't wait to move to the suburbs." Like I always liked suburbs, 
And then it wasn't until like I came out and I was like, oh, this, the suburbs like are atrocious. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would go to Boston Do like those all the time. Venus de Milo, Axis, Avalon. Oh yes! Oh my Club god, Cafe. Oh my god! Wait, so did you? Uh, what was your? I went to school in Worcester. Okay, and I used to what school? I, Holy Cross. Okay, uh, as its name implies, very Catholic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, were you I mean, out? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, by the end of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I knew from the beginning, and so any chance I got, I would hop on a bus and go into yeah. Boston and go to all those video bars. Yeah, it was uh-huh. nothing but video bars oh, at the time. Wow. This is um, like ninety one to ninety four. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, love it was access. I oh. mean, I remember um, I went to boarding school and in Massachusetts, and like we would sneak out of the the dorm. I kept my car like hidden off mm-hmm. campus. We'd sneak out of the dorm, hop in our car, go to, and we were. 17 or no we were 18 at the time and we go to yeah. they had 18 plus nights i yeah. don't think they have it anymore probably not but we go to axis it's like yeah. this monday night and i remember walking in like oh my god there's so many hot guys here and it's just like just like massachusetts locals uh-huh. you know what i mean just like which people. is hot yeah yeah it, it is could go either way it, it's yeah it could go yeah. either way but also people from massachusetts are very direct like yeah. it's just like like they just you know they're open to talk. Sometimes I feel like LA can be a little guarded, you yeah. know? Um, but um, yeah, I just had the best times. And like, so like, then we would come back to my, like sneak back in at three in the morning and go to class. It was just like such a crazy time. How glamorous. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. So um, after Kyle, when, when was your first like boyfriend, boyfriend? Um, in high school, I actually dated this guy. Oh, wow. And, Did um, you meet him at Axis? No, I I did I had I didn't date anyone at Access, but I did have a few great, you know, um sexual encounters from guys I met sure. at Access. Mm-hmm. Um but um yeah, he went to high school with me and we were he was like uh we did a show together and um we did Chicago the musical. Nice. Yeah. And um, Velma or Can you imagine? <laughs> That's when my drag career started. No, I was just I was in the ensemble. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was my first thing. And then in college, like college was just like, so fun. Like, it, and where'd you go? I went to USC. Oh, wow. So it was like a really great gay scene. Sure. And also you're just in LA, but it's yeah, also yeah. conservative too. There's a lot of like people from orange County yeah. and like, you know, Republicans and stuff. So it's an interesting mix. Yeah huge like Greek life yeah. and I remember there would be some gay guys who would do frat I don't know if you guys were in a frat no. but there were some gays who were in frats who were like out but kind of not really and it was like I can't even imagine being in a frat being openly gay yeah was it did you have that experience I, yeah I for what one year like? well for one year I went to Washington University in St. Louis I got kicked out of Holy Cross after my freshman did year you? yeah because I never went to class and uh and so I spent a year at Wash U in St. Louis and while I was there I joined a fraternity mm-hmm. so I had the experience mm-hmm. and I was in and out in a year mm-hmm. and I was sort of half out and it was just kind of like yet another like hot Diane Fossey experience you know what I mean <laughs> just being around and I was for sure not the only gay guy mm-hmm. um, it's you know whatever it's weird it's interesting people mm-hmm. were very they're more accepting than you think they're gonna be yeah you know mm-hmm. oh, what about your family what I mean you, they, what's they, my they, family you said like? that they were tough but were yeah they're accepting? just tough like well I um, I am in a family I have an older sister and a younger sister and I was adopted and so me and my younger sister we're adopted from different families. Uh-huh. And my younger sister is biracial. She's like, if you saw her, you'd be like, oh, she's like mixed. She's like, you know, for all intents and purposes, she's like a woman of color. Yeah. But my parents are like white, boring, you know, boring white people who just didn't know. And they, they didn't know what race she was. So they just told her she was Italian. So her whole life, she was telling people like, people would be like, what are you? And she's like, I'm Italian. And they'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> so. And like, there's no way in hell you're telling. So finally, at um, age 29 or 28, she did, tw- you know, th- what is it? 28, three and me. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And she's Asian and African. Amer- you know, wow. she's so she's mixed black and, and, and Asian uh-huh. and not Italian. So like, I just love that story because if you just need any context of what growing up was like, it was just like. Just bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad was just like, and I like, they, you know, it's like they did the best they could, but he was just like this. He was just like kind of like a rageaholic. Like he was just like, I never saw my parents ever have an affection moment. I remember Christmas when I was 12, my, they kissed briefly and it shocked me. Wow. It like shook my world because I, they had never even like 
like touched each other. It was so weird. And they're divorced now. They're so much happier, but uh-huh. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And so was your, your dad was like, you're Italian and you're straight. And yeah, yeah. I mean, to my, they, to my sister, yeah, they yeah. were, to me, they were always like, so, but you know, I have to say they were supportive of me doing stuff that was more like, fe- quote, feminine. Yeah. Like they let me dance. Like I took dance lessons when I was five and I took mm-hmm. dance all the way, you know, dance and theater. Mm-hmm. So they were cool in that sense. My dad was obsessed with me playing baseball and I hated baseball, but I played for years to try to make him happy. Um, so yeah, it was just like, you know, New England family, just kind of tough, like rough around the edges, uh-huh. godless, you know what I mean? Like don't, don't believe in anything. Yeah. It's like, you know, but, um, yeah. What's your relationship with your uh, older sister? Like my older sister is, well, she grew up like with, she has a learning disability uh-huh. and like, um, so she's like, she's not autistic, but it kind of, she basically stopped developing past, by the way, I feel like this is so heavy. So no. I don't know if it's like, uh, but I'm fine talking about it. Good. Um, but um, if you're listening and you're like, this is so sad, it's just my life. <laughs> um, um, she had a learning disability. So like she kind of stopped developing at age 12. You know what I mean? Like her, she lives in an apartment with my dad now and like her room has like, dolls in it and she just watch watches full house like dvds of full house and stuff and like her name's johanna and it's just like joe you know like my older sister joe you know but we never really like connected like super well you know Uh um i think it probably was hard for her like growing up and like having that like learning learning disability and like you know Going like, and also again, my parents like they just did. It was a time where you didn't really know as much about yeah. like developmental things. Like they would, they said she had ADD, right? Which it wasn't ADD. You know what I mean? It was like a learning disability. So it was just interesting. Can she work at all? Or yeah, she okay? worked. Like that's the thing is like my family is all about working. Like mm-hmm. it's all like work, you know. Mm-hmm. And my sister, she works full time at this nursing home as a waitress. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she drives, like, so it's more of, like, a social thing, gotcha. you know? Okay. Yeah. And have any of them caught uh, So Long Boulder City in your family? They did. They came to New York, and they saw it. Did they? Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. And? Well, my dad's the best thing. It was so fun. He's like, um, after the show, I was like, what do you think? He's like, well, it wasn't as funny as I thought it'd be, but it was entertaining. <laughs> and, like, to me, that was just, like, the perfect— oh. I loved it. Just I'll it take wasn't. It, right? Yeah, I, I was like, okay, dad. I mean, I I was shocked. Like, my dad goes to the theater, and there I am, like in full drag in this dress, like screaming at the audience for like one full hour. You know, so it's like, <laughs> go, my my dad, great. You know, wow. he saw it. So, I think they're like sort of proud of me. Like, my mom's seen some of my videos. She just doesn't get it. She like always falls asleep during them. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't care. I think yeah. in a weird way, like. Some people, like, have, like, really supportive parents that are like, you can do this, and we're cheering you on. And my parents, I just feel like, in a lot of ways, like, they don't get it, and they're just like, you know, they kind of encourage me to move home. And I think for me, that actually fits more in with L.A. and, like, the industry, which is, like, so un— like, it's not, like, no one in L.A. is like, keep on going, or, like, a you know, I mean, every now and then it happens, but it's mostly just, like, a decade of people saying you can't do this and yeah. stuff. So I think it, like, actually has helped me. You were prepared for yeah. that because that's what you kind of came from. Yeah. And, like, our going to college and having friends who were theater majors who were, like, super close families. And, mm-hmm. like, they did two years of trying to make it happen, and then they were, like, scarred and moved back to Texas or wherever they're from. Yeah. And it's, like, I almost feel like having my family not really supportive was, like— you know, helpful. Yeah, helpful. Yeah, you got to generate your own yeah. energy mm-hmm. in that case. Yeah. Where's your little sister now? My little sister, she lives. She's in, at home in uh-huh. Massachusetts. She lives with her. She's married now. Uh huh. Yeah, and yeah, she lives in her um her parent in her um, native Italy. <laughs> she's in Italy, speaking fluent Italian. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, she lives in um her her husband's parents. They have like a basement that they live in. A uh-huh. basement. Um, apartment. Sorry, <laughs> like they, they have a basement. Like it's this huge thing. It's like really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, she lives there. Uh huh. Yeah. And are you and Paul at a like meet each other's families stage? I met his mom. Yeah, I met his mom. Like he's uh, she's Polish and um, she's very 
cute, mm-hmm. like very well dressed, very young. Um, she's a real estate agent. So is Paul. It's kind of cute to see them. He'll like call her being like asking like different advice, you know? Um, yeah, she's just really cute, but also like just a little bit traditional and like mm-hmm. h- kind of hard on them, you know, yeah. hard on Paul and Paul's a sister too. And she's very like, but also really sweet and supportive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. but she's cute. You're cute too, Jimmy. Uh-huh. This was really, really Thank good. Thank you for having me. This was fun. absolute joy. Oh, I appreciate Come it. Back. Oh, anytime. Thank you so much for being yeah, here. Yeah, it's so funny doing podcasts because I feel like I'm very monotone and like my energy can be so low. No. So anytime someone asks me, I'm like, I'm honored to that you want to hear my voice. You're a goddamn dream guest. Thank you. That's Thank you, you so much for being here. Uh, where can people find you? I'm um, just. On Twitter, Instagram, Jimmy Fowley, at Jimmy Fowley. And, Get at him. You know, you can follow the journey of me and Paul. Maybe we'll break up and wow. you can follow that journey as well. You just don't Who know knows? what's going to happen. Please do document that if it happens. <laughs> yeah. Whatever The happens. unconscious coupling. Have you seen that when people are like, you know, yeah. I'm unconscious coupling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's so cool. Bad. And you're like, yeah. And uh, if you do decide to upgrade your um, comforter, you yeah. know, by, uh, I, will, abolition, I, I will post it. I'll say, hey, this is, it really is, I think the comforter is about a decade old. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. It's time. There's some great stuff out there. Yeah. Some really terrific. Okay, where should I go? Any, just like anywhere? Really any, any uh, linens and things? Okay. Or yeah. Bed Bath & Beyond? All right. There are some weighted blankets you might want to look into. Okay. They're not hot. Guys, tweet at Jimmy with your suggestions. Oh, I would love that. I'm over. If you have an Etsy store, get at him. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jimmy. Thanks, guys. Well, that was a joy. Jimmy Fowley is one of the all-time greats. Um, Matt McConkey stormed out in a rage. That's not true. But he did have to split because he's a busy man. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you, uh, Dana Wickens. Thank you, Ryan Connor. Thank you, uh, Colin Anderson. Thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Thank you all for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at HomophiliaPod. Uh, leave a, a review, if you like, on, uh, on Apple Podcasts or uh, the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, truly, thank you all for listening. I guess uh, I will see you uh, at the Palladium for Dua Lipa, maybe. Folks, I'm wearing Mack Weldon underwear right now. They're my favorites. They got a smart design, premium fabrics, and it is a simple shopping experience. That's what I like. In addition to looking good and feeling great, all Mack Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities. So they work too. Even when you're sleeping, your underwear is working. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. That means they eliminate odor. And they're shipped right to your door. If you don't like the first pair, you hold on to that pair, and they will still refund you. Do you ever hear of such a thing? Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off of your purchase using the promo code HOMO. Hi there, this is Paul F. Tompkins, the host of Spontaneous Nation, a comedy podcast where some comedy pals and I improvise a brand new story every single week. And for February, we are celebrating Black History Month with African-American guests and improvisers all month long. You will hear some of our old favorites and some of our new friends. We'll have people like Nathan Lee Graham, one of the most beloved Spontaneous Nation guests, and LeVar Burton, who has never done the show before, and we were thrilled to have him. Plus, uh, a lot of your favorite improvisers like Tony Newsom and Carl Tart and some new folks that are new members of the Spontaneous Nation family. So, listen to Spontaneous Nation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Black History Month. Get it! Do it! This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.